Hi Nick, how's it going? All good, all good. Second podcast, which is Second always good. Second podcast in the book. It's a good sign, it's a good sign, it's a good sign. Uh, so the first one must have had more than our four listeners that, that we had <laughs> predicted. Yeah, we yeah it was between three and four hundred listeners overall. So right. I'm okay, okay with that. You know, yeah, I'm okay with that for the first one. Again, shout out to my mum who was delighted with the shout out the last time. I'm pretty sure she listened back to it about three or four hundred times, so that could explain it. We well, see you've made a rookie mistake now. You've given a shout out to her at the very beginning of the podcast, so she only has to listen to the first twenty seconds, and then she can switch <laughs> off. You gotta, you gotta leave your shout outs right till the end, so that we get <laughs> listeners all the way to the end. Well, I tell you what, someone you know and someone I know are going to get a shout out somewhere in this podcast, probably near the end. So you'll just all have to stay tuned. Okay, okay, that's all good. (laughs) So get the thinking caps on for that. So what are we, uh, we're discussing this week, Uh, something something slightly different? Yeah, so we're going to discuss the end of the SHD, the strategic housing development um, process that the government introduced in uh, 2017. So we're going to discuss what the end of that uh, means, because that's coming up in February of 2022. So you have some insights on that. Um, I have some insights on that that I took from the web. I'm not as well versed on this topic as you are, but uh, hopefully it goes well. Yeah, I well, yeah, I would be versed well on it and we've seen seen it uh, a huge amount of work over the last three and a half years coming through uh, so hopefully uh, I've learned a bit over the last three and a half years with regard to it I I do have to give a shout out to the uh, to the better equipment we're using now Did you see the microphone which is which is uh, a big improvement after yeah after the abuse as you said so uh, what you call it all good all good yeah so we'll get into that yeah a quick note on the microphone we were hurled now hurled abuse from uh <laughs> from not anyone external just people within the team now that like hurling abuse at us uh from the sound quality of our last uh podcast so at Janie mac the 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 feedback uh, we'll call it feedback I, I think one of them was is nick speaking through an old wire telephone <laughs> Yeah, it wa- it wasn't the May West now, but you you might as well just start off small and introduce something new each week. Look, I even have notes this week, which is quite impressive. So I know. Uh, yeah, yeah, I know. Last week we just winged it, but now that we're getting professional, we better start putting notes in and and proper equipment. So maybe maybe each week we'll introduce a new piece of equipment. You never know. We'll have we'll have built a sound studio out the back. By, by the end of the year <laughs> <laughs> yeah we're, we're getting there like we're getting there but uh yeah yeah it's, some of that abuse now was fun i think marcus our project project manager was saying you get better sound out of two cans and a piece of string like you know it was <laughs> i was solid well, look, now it's so- we're we're on it we're on the road to uh to being better so that's the main thing uh so yeah. we should probably stop stop rambling and 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 get into it do you need to do you, you need to do something about uh telling people where to listen to this do you uh, yeah again we're getting more professional so i should probably start that at the start but here we go you should uh, probably, so yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're very welcome to episode two of 3d design bureau's podcast uh again we shoot the breeze on all things surrounding the aec sector here in ireland and abroad and hopefully we'll be getting some property pros um to discuss different topics uh, especially around um planning around uh daylight and sunlight um around all things architectural visualization and 3d and the property market here in ireland 
So if you are looking for us, you can find us wherever you find your podcasts. So on Spotify, on iTunes, um, on all, all things, uh, wherever you find them, we're on them. Uh, we're also on YouTube where you can see our lovely faces. So again, uh, if you're in any way squeamish, do not watch that one. So yeah, Nick, uh, as I was saying, we're going to discuss the SHD, the Strategic Housing Development, which is ending um, on February 25th, I believe, of 2022. So that's been in place for the last four years. It was introduced in 2017 as a fast track system for um, developments with over 100 units, uh, residential units, or over 200 uh, student bed spaces. So that's coming to an end. So what's your thoughts on that? Uh, Good and bad. I think with regard to the business itself, we've we've done well over the last three to four years as the SHD process took off. Uh, We've got a lot of business out of it and we've grown because of it. But it has come with uh, a lot of hurdles and stumbling blocks. So it it has been a challenge. And I think on the client side, I think a lot of clients, if the truth be known, will be very happy to see the end of it because of the uh, the pitfalls of it, um, namely around judicial reviews, and which we'll get into, I know. So I think there's going to be mixed feelings about it, and there's there's certain dates that have to be hit now, um, which is going to cause uh, a lot of um, a lot of uh, uh, a lot of stress, I'd say, uh, over for all consultants um, who are involved in SHD uh, from I think October. Uh, is the first the end of October is the first deadline where you have to submit for a pre-app. So if you haven't gone through the pre-application process yet, you have to submit by the end of October. And then any scheme that has entered into the pre-app stage has to lodge by the end of December. And then any um, development that is entering into the pre-app stage for the end of October has to be submitted by the end of February. So I think we're going to see it being very, very busy up around the end of October, around the end of December and around the February. And I think all consultants are feeling it now with a lot of clients looking to try and get the SH, their SHDs in on time, which is you know, probably not going to be feasible for all of them, but it is going to be pretty manic because around Christmas time anyway for us is is always really manic and um, because people have this psychological uh mindset that Christmas every, everything has to get lodged before Christmas but really the clock stops because the planning authority shut down around Christmas so but there's a psycho there's a psychology around getting lodged before Christmas so it's going to be pretty hairy now I'd say around December but we're trying to we're already planning for it like and we're only sort of mid late uh, September uh, we would generally plan for in around our Christmas period our, our really busy time of Christmas from around the uh, beginning of November but we're pulling it back and planning now because we just know how busy it's going to be so yeah it's it's going to be a big change as I said I, I do think it's going to be welcomed the the new vehicle for large developments what happens on that front who knows like you know yeah so like obviously there is going to be a new system in place that's going to be happening in february of 2022 which is the large-scale residential developments Mm. um Mm. which is going to be quite similar to the shd process but there is a few changes i believe you were speaking to um a planning consultant uh this morning nick and what are those changes um in the new system dls yeah i think yeah i think 
the LSRD. Yeah, it's I, I okay. So the LSRD being put down on paper. I'm not. I I will admit that I I'm not. I haven't got a very in-depth knowledge of it, um, but I do know that there will be similarities. You're still going to have your pre-app uh, meeting with the council. Um, your, but the, the, I think the major change to it, well, there's two major changes. I think more power is going to be given to local authorities with regard to development. So I think they're going to have more of a say in the actual development and what the design of that will be. Uh, more so than what the SHD process does. Maybe local councils, local authorities are feeling that they're kind of cut out of the loop and that a lot of the decision-making is taken away from them with the SHD process with it going straight to the board. Uh, so a lot more decision-making we put on on the uh, local authority. But one of the major, like I was, I was speaking to um, a good client of ours and a friend of mine this morning, and uh, she was saying that the major thing is the material contravention. So when you lodge through an SHD, if you're contravening any of um, the items in the development policies, you can put in a statement, a uh, material contravention statement under the current SHD process uh, as to why you're not uh, adhering to certain items with a justification and then it's up to the board if they want to uh, accept that justification whereas that's going to be gone now at, um, once it goes back to the uh, LSRD so yeah it'll be interesting I, I think there's again like the SHD there's going to be mixed views and I don't think anyone knows how it's going to pan out um, until it actually gets put into play and until a few developments are have gone through the actual system of the uh, LSRD so it'll be yeah it's going to be it's just an ever-changing um, area the, the whole area of planning and it is a challenge it's become a lot more challenging I think in the last two to three years in particular in the last probably one to two years particularly around you know the area of judicial review and the right to appeal SHDs and that wasn't there so the board would give you know, decision whether it was a, a grant or a refusal and then uh, there was no right for, a, well, you can write to appeal to the board on it. But then the judicial review kicked in and it was never there for the purposes that it's being used for at the moment where even administrative errors on a planning application, you can judicially review a, a planning application, a development. And that's just caused an absolute nightmare for everyone involved, consultants, and developers and and our clients and stuff so yeah i think everyone will be glad once i think there is talk as well isn't there of the the new legislation around the jor and to remove it from remove administrative errors from it and and that it be more substantial uh, grounds for jor i think that's really needed because i think everyone's kind of at their wits end with the jor process now and and having to double and triple and quadruple check and getting like there's some developments we're working on Kev that you know there's three or four legal councils reviewing planning documentation before it's lodged you know so it's kind of moved away from nearly a planning application to nearly a legal application at this stage so I think everyone's going to be glad to see the back of that. Yeah, so they're they're looking at uh, bringing in um, a new form uh, of judicial review or, or new measures for it in Q2 of 2022. That seems a bit ambitious. Um, like one of the um, one of the things they're trying to do is get all the local authorities to go for e-planning, so no uh, printed paper, um, which yeah. should reduce. You know, um, you, you were saying that the a planning consultant um, had thousands of euros worth just, of print yeah. material 
Yeah, it's just insane. Like some of the stuff that I've seen over the last year or two, you know, in terms of the amount of printed uh, uh, documentation to go in for a planning application is it's just monstrous you know like my reservations about whether they get stuff set up under the the timelines that they're saying is we're still submitting okay they are trying to move to the e-portal for planning applications but they haven't got there yet you know so they have these ambitions about uh, setting up uh, perfect e-portals for Q1 of 2022 as you said like realistically that's not going to happen and I just wonder is some of the stuff that's been uh, put out for the housing for all um, uh, what you call it scheme the housing for all documents from government whether a bit of its lip service we all know that the, the planning system is a little bit broken and the housing system is definitely broken and change needs to happen and can't come quick enough it just, you know, it's great to have it down on paper, but it needs to be implemented uh, for all concerned. Yeah, um, definitely. And they, they are talking about a new division um, in the high court dealing with planning matters. So at the moment, it's just tied up in all matters uh, in the high court. So they're, they're talking about a new division specifically for planning. So it should be a more streamlined process. You'd like to think so. But then if you look at how challenging it has been for the board to review shd applications particularly when when the pandemic hit there was a delay uh with with applications and then um s- suddenly there was a whole uh, tsunami of applications going in the board couldn't handle it so they don't they didn't have the resources so when they say they're going to put a new department in to to review uh to review stuff I, i'd always have my sort of reservation about whether they'll implement that because it has been very challenging all around um at government level to to get the resources in place particularly at board level you know so it'll be interesting to see if they do deliver on on the bits and pieces that they have said uh, that they're going to deliver on mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and with that um look th- this will all come out in the wash when the new system is in place obviously but i suppose looking back at the shd process um was it a success in your opinion obviously it was brought in in 2017 to fast track housing we desperately need housing there's a bit of a housing crisis going on uh, in ireland especially dublin um you hear all the stories of people trying to buy houses and it's next to impossible uh, at the moment so do you think it was a success or was it a bit of a flop and a failure the shd process I wouldn't say it was a flop and a failure, but I think on paper again, and that's why I've said it on paper, this new uh, large scale residential development uh, road that we will use for large scale developments uh, looks on paper to be good. But the SHD looked on paper to be good. But then a loophole was found with JORs and and that's caused a massive problem with SHDs. So I think in principle, it was very good. Um, there's very mixed review, mixed opinions as to whether it was successful or not, or whether it sped up the process. The JOR uh, system, basic, the JOR um, uh, problems around SHDs definitely caused massive delays. You know, once you get a leave for JOR, you can be up to a developer can be up to a year waiting to get to court in order to argue it and to get a decision on the JOR and whether the the JOR is upheld and the development quashed or whether uh, it's rejected and the development is granted. So, like that's a year that can be waiting for a large development. So, from that perspective, 
the JRs have massively held up things and there's been a huge success a huge success rate with leave for JRs. So I think it's up over ninety percent of you on developments wow. that have been uh, leave given. So you apply for a leave for JR. So if you've got a development and you are objecting against it on the grounds on the judicial review, asking for judicial review, you ask for the leave for JR. If that's granted by the judge, you then could be twelve months, up to twelve months, waiting to have a hearing. And I think the success rate is ninety over ninety percent for those leave for JR. So that's absolutely massive. You know, and I think you had the stats earlier about the amount of SHDs that have fallen foul of this, you know. So do I think it's been a success? I don't. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't. I honestly don't know. Um, it definitely was it was a, a vehicle for it to be a success. But I think you'll find the vast majority of people are going to say it hasn't been a success. Yeah. On that, a quick stat on um what's been delivered so out of 210 shds granted permission only 72 of them so roughly a third proceeded to construction since 2017 yeah now in fairness that like that stat there like that's a huge stat like if you take the jr out of that that's still very low numbers actually breaking ground but i it'd be interesting to know in the two-thirds that haven't hit ground where they why they haven't hit ground is it because the vast majority are tied up in legal issues or is it to do with funding or is it to do with holding on to land like developers getting planning holding on to land looking at flipping the land uh, for a bit for a better price because they've taken the risk of getting planning spent the money and now they're going to flip it so it'd be interesting to know what that two-thirds is made up of i'd imagine a good portion of it is to do with legal reviews on developments you know because that has been a huge talking point over the last number of months and in particular for us around daylight sunlight you know that the the goalposts have literally moved from one side of the pitch to the other with daylight sunlight and and methodology and what was acceptable in terms of methodology um, say 12 months ago is no longer acceptable now because of decisions over the last six to nine months with regard to schemes so we've we've been kind of with 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 daylight sunlight which is a very technical area of planning that's now under the spotlight it's one of the go-to documents for uh, for planning and that's uh, we so we need to make sure that we're covered in what we do uh, and we are and we're very good at what we do but it is a real challenge and it feels kind of i feel like we've been on floating ice with uh, daylight sunlight because of JR and because of how things have changed over the last nine to 12 months it has been you know it's sort of like a big sheet of ice that's breaking and you're jumping from one piece to the next so it has been challenging that's only one element of planning so you can imagine a planning consultant and the, they have to be uh, you know having an overriding view of all areas of of the planning uh, including daylight sunlight so it's been very challenging for them as well so i think i think if i think if the jr element can be fixed i uh, i don't think it'll be fixed properly but if they do get the legislation through that removes this administrative error um 
issue away from it and that you have to have more substantial grounds for asking for leave for JR. I think that'll make a huge difference, much more so than switching from an SHD process to large scale residential development process. Yeah, yeah. And I suppose with the um, with the local authority involved at a very, very early stage with this new um, LSDR uh, process, Will that filter out ridiculous kind of applications because they kind of have to sign off to see if it's feasible over an eight week period? Like one that comes to mind is the was it the 45 story development on the Docklands by Johnny Ronan? Will that kind of filter out applications that are just not feasible whatsoever? Um, That's the idea behind it, I suppose, and, and that you're getting more buy in. Uh, with the local authority where as I said earlier uh, in the podcast that I think the local authority may feel local authorities may feel that they've lost um, say in development and so I think this gives it back to them and and I think developers and clients and stuff are going to have to work more closely with them I don't know like you referenced that the large development there by uh, the Ronan group I don't I, I honestly don't know I couldn't comment on whether they would have had more success going with straight under the large-scale residential development process um because i'm not sure if that went under shg i'm sure it did but i'm not sure if they'd have more success or not you know so it's going to boil down to you know getting buy-in from the local authority before you actually lodge your new lsrd to the board because that's the same process you still have that pre-application process with the local authority but now you'll have to take on board much more what they are advising before you go and submit to the board but ultimately you are still submitting to the board for them to make a decision but you'd like to think that a lot more due diligence may be I, I think the idea will be that a lot more due diligence is done on the scheme before it goes to the board if that makes sense yeah yeah that makes sense and i suppose with the end of the shd you mentioned it briefly at the start of the podcast what does that mean for us um, here in 3D Design Bureau and other design consultants? Is it going to be very busy? Is there going to be lots of developers looking to get an application in through the SHD process before it comes to an end? Is it going to be busy is all I'm asking? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's going to be busy. Um, look, it's busy already. We can see it. It's already started to ramp up. Um, we have started to nearly close the door on any new um Anyone that hasn't entered into the pre-app stage at this stage or started the process to get the pre-app in by the end of October, I think is realistically not going to hit it unless it's just over the 100 mark of units. It's going to be very difficult. So, for example, if someone decides now, right, let's go the SHD route and they are only at feasibility stage of a scheme, you may as well forget that. You'll have to go the the new route. If someone is close to uh, submitting for a pre-app, and needs certain documentation like say the verified views uh, and or the daylight sunlight and or um, whatever other reports from other consultants they may have time to get it in by the end of October in order to submit your full application by the end of February but I am hearing starting to hear that some clients and some schemes are deciding do you know what let's go the large-scale residential development route rather than the SHD take a little bit of pressure off that said, you know, I've also heard rumors recently that the there is a stumbling block on the large scale residential development in getting it through and getting it finalized. If that is true, 
I'm not saying it is, it's just a rumor I heard. But if that is true, then that's going to throw the cat among the pigeons because then you're going to have schemes that may fall between the stools and, and go into limbo. Do they go if they decide not to go the SHD route? What route are they going to go? Because there has to be a mechanism there for them to go. So if that gets delayed, for example, if that got delayed out to mid next year, then what happens then? What route do you take for schemes that are over 100 units? Do we revert back to the old old way of of doing it which is not too dissimilar from the large-scale residential uh, development route or do we wait and see where until that route is actually up and running so let's hope that's not the case let's hope that the the process is up and running so that there's a smooth seamless transition because if if it is true and there is a problem with it it doesn't inspire much confidence in the sector with all the facts that you've been mentioning there and 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 you know they want to have it all e um e planning by next year and all this sort of stuff you're kind of going well if you can't even get the new process up and running what hope have we got of getting the e planning up and running so i think hopefully it's not and hopefully it was only a, a bad rumor but um we'll just have to wait and see i suppose yeah, you heard it here first, folks. Now, Nick Polly spreading rumours. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, spreading rumours. Suddenly you get phone calls. What are you saying? What are you talking about? It's all there. You know, so I will, I will just caveat it and say, look, I'm not a planning consultant myself, you know, and I do call a number of planning consultants who are probably friends now and try and get advice off them during you know every project that we work on and to get feedback from them and what their take is on it, who'll be far uh, better versed at, at digging deep into this whole process but just for, i suppose it's just my own opinion and what we're seeing here in 3ddb and what we're experiencing and what we have experienced over the last number of years in particular good stuff well i think what we need to do now nick is get a planning consultant on so it's not me and you chatting you know, it's someone that has the hard facts, no spreading rumors. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's it. Not the, I, I suppose that'd be great. Like we mentioned in the first podcast and we'll probably mention in every podcast we do now, but getting getting other industry professionals on is the, is the goal for this, you know, to, to try and um, shed light on, on certain aspects like this. Uh, so hopefully when we get up past the 10 listeners that will we'll start being able to put out the we'll put out the invites to people and and see if they're interested in joining us we might have to get the tech a little bit more advanced than what we have at the moment though kev uh but look uh rome wasn't built in a day kevin rome was not built in a day this is it i'm sure we could send out uh different professionals the old two cans and a piece of string and uh we, we get it going from there but yeah, keep it keep perfect. it simple keep it simple stupid. <laughs> keep it. exactly so yeah more than happy to do that if you do want to get on the podcast and you're in the aec sector in the property world do get in touch with us nick i'm going to need the, uh, that shout out that you're going to give us a shout out oh do, I've totally yeah who's the shout out Whom? who's the shout out to uh i will give it you know we will give a shout out to uh um do we have to give it to an industry uh professional or just a Joe Soap that we know. It'll have to be an it industry be, professional. I know it could be absolutely anyone now. It's just because they've all been waiting now. Uh, do you know what? Th- do you know what? Then I, I'll make I'll make my wife listen till the end. So I'll give a shout out to my wife Elsa, 
who really is <laughs> is puts up with an awful lot of my crap and the long hours I work and stuff like that. So uh, I'll give a shout out to Elsa and see if she listens. Um, we'll see. Say nothing to her now. Don't tell her she got a shout out. I, and if she, she comes to you now at the very end, it's like... <laughs> I told her last week that we were starting to do podcasts and I just she just didn't even answer. She just looked at me <laughs> and sort of the eyes rolled up to heaven. I was like, oh, right. <laughs> I just I should, turned around on her heels. <laughs> she's dead. She's dead. Right. I think we're very good. At Actually, that in Ireland, no. Do you know what she did say? You've got time for podcasts. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I, I didn't broach the subject again since. So I won't be saying it to her. But if she listens, um, yeah. She'd be, she'd be my rock now uh, behind me, so all good. Good stuff. No, happy with that. Uh, I think we're very good at that now in Ireland is uh, hurling abuse at people, trying something new. I think I got a bit last night saying that RT were headhunting me now for my presenting <laughs> skills, you know? <laughs> Indeed. Well, you go off and look for a job in RT. Might make my I life easier. <laughs> I won't say who said that now. I, I, I'm done with the call-outs now. Mum got the call-out at the very start, so I'm happy enough with that. But Good Nick, stuff. I think that's us. That's us yep. done. So a cool. few formalities. If you are looking to get in touch or have any topics you'd like us to discuss, do get in touch with us on Twitter, on Instagram, on LinkedIn at 3D Design Bureau, and we'll we'll try talk about those topics. So yeah, happy enough with that, Nick. All right, take it easy. Talk to you again. See you next time. Bye now. Later.